This podcast provides general information about the law, not specific legal advice. The licensed attorney speaking on this podcast cannot take the place of a competent private attorney who can provide proper legal advice only after hearing the specific facts of your case. You're listening to Law and Caution, Protection Through Legal Education, brought to you by Legal Aid Center of Southern Nevada. Hello, my name is Josh Lozano. I'm a law student at the William S. Boyd School of Law, and I'm here today with two attorneys from the Consumer Rights Project at the Legal Aid Center of Southern Nevada. First, I'd like to introduce Jason Fisher. He is the first attorney to lead the Clean Slate Legal Assistance Program here at Legal Aid Center of Southern Nevada, which helps provide a fresh start to those with a criminal record. He has spent several years with the Georgia Public Defender's Office, and in private practice, he worked in family law and criminal defense. How are you doing, Jason? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. And then also today, gracious enough to join us is uh, Haley Box. She is also part of the Clean Slate Legal Assistance Program and was a senior attorney at the Las Vegas Office of Nevada Legal Services, where she handled cases in housing, consumer law, public benefits. Uh, before becoming a senior attorney, Haley assisted in building the Rural Consumer Law Project, which helps serves five rural counties here in Southern Nevada. And she's also a uh, another Southerner. So we got two Southerners at once on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing good today. Don't you dare say Roll Tide. <laughs> Don't you say Go Vols. Uh, we'll keep it interesting. So today we're discussing sealing records, uh, erasing the past, embracing a new beginning. Uh, first, we'll discuss what criminal record sealing is, who can seal their records, what's the process like, and some common misconceptions. Uh, in the description of the episode, you'll find links for all the resources we mentioned, such as Signups 4D, criminal record sealing classes held here at the Legal Aid Center every Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. You will also find timestamps so you can jump ahead to the topics you're looking for. All right, so we'll just get right into this. So as a general question for someone in the audience, they kind of know what record sealing is. Maybe they think of it the same as expunge, uh, or maybe it was different in their state. Can one of you two just give a general, what is Nevada record sealing? So record sealing in Nevada is um, is driven by statute. So it's a little bit different than expungement mm-hmm. because there's a process that you have to go through in order to get um, your records sealed. And you do that through uh, the court process um, and depending upon um, where your charges were. And you will file a petition to seal those records. You go through the DA, you work with um, different courts to um, make sure that you're, you know, you're the, that the records are eligible. And then um, you, you, f- you file the paperwork and then the judge signs off on it. So it's a little bit different than like having to like ask for a pardon from the governor or like mm-hmm. an expungement or something like that. It's a little bit more, um, I guess you could say it's a little more regimented mm-hmm. and a little bit easier uh, for people to navigate. Another thing to know about sealing versus expungement is that so in a state where you can get your record, record expunged, that mm-hmm. means that the state actually essentially deletes your file. So expunge means make it go away. Here in Nevada, we don't offer expunging. We only do record sealing. And that is because under our statute, which Haley was just referencing, the the code is NRS 179.245 is the main record sealing statute. And here in Nevada, we can't expunge your record because even our record sealing statute 
has exceptions. So here in mm-hmm. Nevada, you can seal your record. And for all intents and purposes, nobody will ever be able to see your criminal history. However, um, there is an exception in the law specifically for the gaming industry. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes sense if you think about it from a Las Vegas standpoint, right? The casino industry is so huge and there is so much money flowing through Las Vegas Boulevard mm-hmm. that even, so even after you seal your record here in Nevada, the law allows for the gaming commissioner to have an exception so that if you are applying for a job in the gaming industry where you are required to hold a gaming license, then the law allows the gaming commissioner to approach the court, ask for permission to view your sealed record, ostensibly to determine if your criminal history is related to for the gaming industry. So think fraud, mm-hmm. um, theft, robbery. Yeah, so that makes sense. So for those of you listening in the audience, uh, a quick summary of what our two attorneys eloquently explained is that in Nevada, there's no expunging. It's just criminal record sealing. Basically, it means that it's not deleted, but it's deemed as if to never occurred. But there are exceptions. Like, for example, if you were going to go work on the strip in some form of gaming capacity, you just got done watching casinos or uh, you got done watching live poker for all night and you wanted to apply, even if technically that was sealed, they could still pull it up because there are certain exceptions in Nevada. There are also exceptions for immigration as well. Mm. And so, um, you, if you have a current immigration case and you're applying for a green card or applying to be naturalized um, or something of that nature, you're going to have to provide your entire criminal record history. And you can't get it sealed and then not provide it to immigration. They'll just make you unseal it. Mm-hmm. So you should, you should get a copy of your full criminal history before you um, embark upon uh, getting your record sealed if you're involved in any immigration proceedings as well. Before we get into the process, since we're kind of talking about uh, who can and can't see it, one thing is when I was researching it, I saw some people kind of confused. Uh, so they were saying, okay, well, if they can pull it up, how does that work counting towards like a second offense, something like that? W- would that count or how would that work? So there is an- another exception specifically for the court and the district attorney, and it is mm-hmm. specifically in the circumstance that you describe. So can the court just you know say that you are... Say you're in family court and you're, mm-hmm. and you're going through a divorce and your, you know, your spouse is just dragging you through the mud in front of the family court and they're telling the court all the dirt that you did mm-hmm. in your previous life. The, the, the family court judge cannot go back and look into your criminal record to determine if your spouse is telling the truth or not. The exception for the court says specifically if it, it is for people who are facing current criminal prosecution. So mm-hmm. somebody, somebody tonight is out. They've had too much to drink. They get pulled over. The police accuse them of DUI. 90 days from now, they go to court for their hearing. The district attorney has the ability to ask to inquire with the court for permission to review the person's criminal history, including sealed matters for the purposes of enhancing punishment. So Mm -hmm. if you sealed two DUIs that you got 25 years ago and you go out and pick up a DUI tonight, the DA has the ability to go back and look into your sealed history and enhance. So on your third DUI that qualifies you for felony treatment. Mm. 
So, but it's not just the the courts always have the ability to know that requires you to put yourself in a position where that history is now irrelevant for for aggravating and enhancement. And that's why it's really important to well understand we're providing general legal information. You should always consult uh, a real attorney uh, to share your specific facts. Uh, so then that way you're not, well, well, those, you know, I was listening to that podcast and they told me this, but so there are a lot of exceptions to it. When I did confess to being a public defender, so <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, yes, you want to talk to a real lawyer. <laughs> yeah, well, you do. I mean, you, you want to you talk to an, an attorney that can view your case on a case by case basis mm-hmm. because every, every record sealing case is extremely unique. Mm-hmm. And so there is um, a lot of... Uh, factors to take into consideration and just listening to a podcast while informative mm-hmm. um, it doesn't really take the place of that lawyer who is actively like viewing your record mm-hmm. and being able to say okay yes like this is eligible for seal or um, or you know oh no you probably shouldn't seal because you have an immigration case mm-hmm. or you know oh well you're you know you have a current DUI and you know the you're in current criminal proceedings like whatever so it doesn't it does not um, take the place of that like live look mm-hmm. in your record. Yeah, it wouldn't. We went over some broad aspects of record sealing, uh, misconceptions, very broad. So let's get a little bit more specific now. Uh, who can seal their records and basically what's the process like? Well, pretty much anyone can get their records sealed mm-hmm. if, if they have eligible like criminal history. Mm-hmm. And so there's not, I mean, you know, um, you should be, and we can only seal uh, Nevada records mm-hmm. so that it, it can, well, you know, if you have charges in Texas or you have charges, um, you know, in Florida, we can't do anything about those. It would, it's only Nevada specific charges. And so if you come in and uh, you meet the qualifications of the statute, you've waited the requisite, um, you know, wait period for the charges that you have, then you can apply for your criminal record to be sealed. And um, there are lots of steps to do that, but there isn't really a limit on like who can do it or like mm-hmm. um, really the only exception would be like if, again, if you are in the middle of immigration proceedings, like you should probably maybe um, make sure that you don't need a copy of that criminal history before you seal it because you're going to have to go back and go through the process of getting it unsealed, and which is a pain in the rear. So <laughs> to add to what Haley just said, the. Mm-hmm. It's almost easier to tell you who cannot seal than who mm-hmm. can seal. So here in Nevada, the law specifically excludes large classes of crime. Like, so all sex offenses are non-sealable. All, there's another category called crimes against children. Mm-hmm. And that can be confusing if, well, it's confusing for a lawyer and for lay people. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely um, you have to you have to go into the statute and because just saying crimes against children that makes people think any crime against a child mm-hmm. would be unsealable and that is that is not true. Right. Like there is there are certain crimes against children um, that are sealable and you just have to go into um, NRS one seventy nine D point zero three five seven. That's where you're going to see you know the list of crimes against children that are not. And then we'll also have links in the description below. So then that way you don't feel you have to 
jot down notes and to see what is not eligible. But I do tell people that when, when we're talking about crimes against children, we are we, what, so specifically what we're not talking about is a, is a charge that is very common is child abuse and neglect. Mm-hmm. That, that child abuse in itself makes it sound like it is a crime against the child, but that is not what the statute is talking about. Um, when we say crimes against children, you really should think more in terms of sex offenses, mm-hmm. trafficking, exploitation, right. molestation, those types yeah. of cases, non-custodial kidnapping. So if a parent kidnaps a child, we, we can seal that. Um, but if you kidnap somebody else's child, that you're stuck with that conviction. Uh, so I think false imprisonment is one as well, isn't it? I think so. That's up there yeah. with the, that's up there with like the forced, Yeah, the non-custodial part of it. So if you, you know, if you and your spouse were having an argument and you kidnap your kid to Disneyland, California, even though, you know, you weren't supposed to leave the state, the possibility being sealed. But if you kidnap your neighbor's kid and go to Disneyland, no, no ceiling. Definitely. There is definitely a difference. (laughs) There's a difference. So just for those in the audience. And just to be a little wonky, um, people here, like I said, people hear the term child abuse and neglect and and they think of, and, and look, that that encompasses a lot, but, but I will let you know that like the, the primary way that that allegation comes about is in a domestic context. Mom and dad are, they're, they're throwing down in the kitchen and the children are in the living room. It's essentially in a, in a, in a situation where there is domestic violence in the house and there's a child under the same roof that, that is child abuse and neglect. Mm-hmm. Um, having your, um, you know, you fall asleep on the couch, your four-year-old um, manages, manages to get out the sliding glass door and they're found at the playground with no supervision. That's when you're going to get charged with that. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, that's something that um, it's uncomfortable, but it is something that a lot of people find themselves in the position of having that on their record. And so I don't want them to think that, that that's a no-go. Mm-hmm. Also, um, and this happens, you know, even like you should never leave your child in the car, but that is also one mm-hmm. like in even even in the wintertime, like they, if the the police will charge you with child abuse and neglect if you leave your child in the car unattended. And that one is another one of those situations that people find themselves in more often than not when you're exhausted, your child is asleep in the back seat. And you're like, I'm just going to run in really quick and like grab some groceries. And mm-hmm. then you find yourself on the end of a, of a criminal complaint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to wrap up the, to wrap up the unsealables is things like felony DUI, um, DUI with substantial bodily, substantial bodily harm, harm or death, um, home invasion with a weapon. <clears throat> so those are things that are never eligible. Mm-hmm. I joke with people that, you know, surprisingly some things that you would think would be on the list are not on the list. So for instance, um, homicide, Second degree murder, technically uh, malice murder, is is not on the excluded list. Now, it would require you to do a life sentence, get get <laughs> paroled, and then be on good behavior for 10 years. So, you, yeah. you might be 95 years old. But it's a 10-year seal, so. <laughs> it's, up, it's up there with the uh, fertile octog- octogenarian in terms yeah. of uh, legal legal principles that exist. But but don't ever actually happen. You'll go to jail forever, but you can get you you could potentially get your record sealed. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, thank you for that. I think that'll help. And like I said, for the listeners, we will have a link in the description to the 
uh, statute to the things that are ineligible and certain things like uh, category A burglary, how they take like 10 years, category B, C, or D felonies take five years, and so on and so forth. I think what we'll do is we're going to take a uh, quick break. I'm going to ask the attorneys a couple of uh, common misconception questions uh, where they're going to take a crack at it. And then after that, we will continue and wrap up. So thank you. Navigating family life matters on your own can be a challenge. The Family Law Self-Help Center is here to help. Located at the Family Courts and Services Center on Pecos and Bonanza, we are open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. We are here to offer free, comprehensive legal information regarding procedures and documents. We can provide pre-fillable forms to help simplify your process. Remember, while we can provide referrals and legal information, we can never provide legal advice. You should always consult a licensed attorney who can give you assistance tailored to the specific facts of your situation. Our mission is to increase informed access to the legal system, regardless of income, assets, or citizenship. Visit www.familylawselfhelpcenter.org for more information. All right, so now we're back. Thank you guys for tuning in. What we're going to do is we're going to do the the Truth Game Show segment real quick, where we're going to ask these attorneys uh, a few couple questions, and then afterwards, wrap up the rest of the episode. I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I feel comfortable using legal jargon in everyday life. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. No. The defense is wrong. All right. So in Nevada, uh, this is for both of you. If I had a criminal record and I got it sealed, does that restore my rights to own a firearm? No. Mm. No, it does your voting. Correct. Uh, If you had a previous criminal record, even if it was sealed, you still cannot own a firearm. Okay. That was actually my second question was, (laughs) if you got your record sealed, can you vote? So uh, you get bonus points for answering that. (laughs) You can vote. (laughs) So that's something that you could get back. Okay. Is criminal record sealing in Nevada, uh, is it expensive? No, it's not expensive. Uh, So what is around the average cost you would say to go through it? So I I have an estimate here. The fingerprinting fee, which is $27.50. And then you have to pay the filing fee, which is $2.00. 30 something. I don't pay. I don't pay it. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, the legal aid pays for that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if you're eligible, come down to the legal aid is what they're saying. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's in the two hundreds, I believe is the filing fee for the, for the petition itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do want to say it's, if you were going to do it, let's say you were going to do it yourself, like, and you, so you take the, uh, the class that NLS and Boyd Law School partner to mm-hmm. teach on every Friday morning. I think if you were to go through it by yourself and you had to do a district court petition, I think you'd be looking at a, yeah, about $400 feels like it's about right. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing is record stealing, you can't always, you know, consult with someone to get help with, but would you two say that if a person did the research and followed the resources, could they just go through the record sealing process themselves and then just pay the cost? Absolutely. If you, you, you have to, I mean, you have to follow the steps, but I feel like that it is uh, something you can do on your own with no, no issue as long as you, you know, follow the process. Mm-hmm. So as the, as the former public defender, I think I might add a qualification onto that, that mm-hmm. if you are that person who has the one DUI at 22 years old or, you know, 
if you have less than five cases, then maybe. If you are somebody who legitimately spent some time being about them streets, as they say, then you <laughs> probably are going to need a lawyer because the, mm-hmm. the volume is what is driving that. And so like one case, locating one case from, from when you were in college, that you might be able to do that. But figuring out everything. 68 you, cases. Right now, our, my, our current record is 133. Oh, I'm impressed. 68 is mine. <laughs> Whoa. Personal soapbox. This is not for legal aid. I do not mm-hmm. speak for Barbara Buckley or anybody in this building. <laughs> but I will tell you, as somebody who does intakes with clients, um, we have people who come. And if you don't know, Legal Aid Center is a... We are an indigent legal services provider, so we're kind of like the public defender. I can only represent people who otherwise could not afford to pay an attorney. I will meet somebody who is just outside of that category. So they don't quite qualify for our, our free pro bono program. And, but when we tell them that they're going to have to go hire an attorney, people will start freaking out because they'll be like, I've already been to three people and this guy wants $5,000. Again, I don't speak for Legal Aid or Barbara Buckley or Haley Box or, or Josh, but to the attorneys in Clark County, if you are charging somebody $5,000 for this... It's absolutely ridiculous. Yes. Mm. You, are, you are the people who give attorneys bad names. Yeah. I've done, I've done 150 petitions at this point, and none of them... I mean, the one guy with 135 cases, you know, like that might have taken me four hours to put together. Mm. But generally an attorney, a, a licensed attorney who knows what they're doing and understands the process should not, would not spend any more than three hours on this case. This is very heavily form-based. This is something mm-hmm. that attorneys should be doing for, what I tell my clients is like, so $1,000 is a lawyer that wants to be like me, meaning mm-hmm. that they're, they're out there in the world but they're, but they're doing it for the people. And so they're, they are not living, uh, like, so they're not living in the same neighborhood as the Raiders. Okay. But <laughs> different tax brackets. Right. Yeah. So a thousand dollars, if that's somebody who's really, really to do it for cost. Um, I think $1,500 is a fair price. I think anything over $2,500 and you're just gouging people. So keep that in mind if you're an audience member and you aren't eligible for legal aid and you you feel like you wouldn't want to go through this yourself because like you said uh jason was saying you're you're the, you're not the 21 year old with the one dui maybe you have a lot uh, a lot of cases to handle uh if you're going to look for attorneys keep that in mind uh but something that i did want to talk about is you two were discussing on the break how you can't necessarily a la carte these seals it's it's either all or nothing you couldn't seal one case and then leave another one open was that correct that is correct so you have to seal everything Mm-hmm. And the reason, and so that is uh, another reason why Jason probably mentioned that if you have mm-hmm. a whole lot of charges, you may want to, um, you know, hire an attorney to help you find everything because um, the DA will continue to send it back and they will not agree to seal if they are seeing other charges that you've left off of your petition. Mm-hmm. And so everything has to be ready to be sealed as well. If you have a DUI that you got, a misdemeanor DUI with a, you know, with a seven-year seal and you're, you know, all of your other charges are ready, but maybe you're like six months from your DUI, you have to wait. Mm-hmm. You have to wait the six months and make sure that all your charges are ripe for seal. 
Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, we'll have people come in and we'll say, we're sorry, you're not eligible because, well, you're still on probation for a, a domestic or for a misdemeanor assault from last year. And, but I don't, I don't, I don't care about that. I, I just want to, mm-hmm. I want to seal my drug possession case from 10 years ago. And it's like, well, that's, yeah, we, that's not how it works. And that brings me, brings up a good point, I, I think, is um, that it is not, the wait times are not from when you did the crime. It is mm-hmm. from the, um, it is from the completion of all requirements. Mm. So if you are on five years of probation, it is like, let's just say it is a, let's just say that it is a, 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 a five year seal. Mm-hmm. And um, you have five years of probation. Well, then after the you complete your probation, you have to wait five years from the date of your honorable discharge from probation. So, or the five years from the date that you paid your fine, or five years from the date that you completed your jail time. Like, mm-hmm. so it's not. It is not five years from when you when the crime happened. It is five years from the completion of all requirements. You two wanted to talk about uh, enhancements? Yeah. So there are a few different types of um, charges that have what, what we call enhancements. And so, like, for example, one of them is a, is a, is a misdemeanor DUI. Most misdemeanors, mm-hmm. um, just regular misdemeanors, are, have a year seal. So from a year from the completion of all requirements. Mm-hmm. However, um, misdemeanor DUIs have a seven-year mm-hmm. wait time. And I believe that that is a public policy choice. Um, And so you have to wait a lot longer for that type of misdemeanor. And um, the same thing for, um, like, for example, a misdemeanor battery Mm -hmm. is going to be a year. Um, And um, some gross demeanors, some gross misdemeanors are Mm -hmm. two years. But um, if you have domestic violence involved in the battery charge, then it's a seven-year seal as well. That that domestic violence enhances that misdemeanor from either a one or a two-year seal to mm-hmm. a seven. Yeah, that, another thing that people don't realize is that yes, it is a misdemeanor, but if it's domestic violence or DUI, those are seven years. Um, burglary kind of falls into the same category because if you are convicted of burglary, burglary is a B felony. Mm-hmm. Most B felonies are five-year wait time, but burglary, again, as one of those enhancements, um, they added on the 10 years. So they make burglary 10 years, even though it's a B felony. Okay. So yeah, it's like, you know, little for the audience, think of these charges as almost Lego bricks, and then they can click together, and then uh, the eligibility will change because of it. Uh, But other than that, is there anything else that you two wanted to add? A record ceiling is a uh, there's a lot of great things to talk about. We might end up having to do more episodes about this because it feels like we just can't cover everything in such a short one. But for this general record ceiling episode, was there anything that you just wanted to let the audience know before we go? Real quickly, I will just say that if you are listening to us and you fall into that category of person who has a record and you would like to have it sealed, it's holding you back, and you think you might qualify for legal aid services, we take walk-ins from 9 to 4, Monday through Thursday. We do not make appointments to come apply. But you can visit our, you can visit our website at lacsn.org. And if you are particularly, or if you want to inquire, uh, you can send an email 
to record sealing at lacsn.org and that will come to me. And those links will be included in the description below. And I, I like to give a shout out as well because um, I work for the Legal Service Fund as my department and we represent Culinary and Bartenders Union members and we have no income requirements. So if you are a culinary or a bartender union member and you have a criminal record that you would like to get sealed, you need to come and see me because we will, we will definitely help you with that. And there's, there's 60,000 of you out there and your families. So please come and see us and we'll do what we can to get your record sealed. And you can call us at um, <clears throat> our hotline number that's specific for culinary union members is uh, 702-386-1550. And last, we did, not, we did not address this class of client, but Legal Aid is... Um, we're a community partner in serving women and children who have been victimized by violence. And if you are somebody who has been victimized in that way, if you are a survivor of human trafficking or sex trafficking, and while you were, and while you were being trafficked, um, your abusers forced you to commit criminal offenses, mm -hmm. there's another section of um, record sealing that legal aid can help you go through where a lot of these these wait times and these restrictions that Haley and I have been talking about do not apply. And so And a lot of the filing fees yeah, all, are actually as well. all of the costs are waived. So if you find yourself in that position, again please reach out to legal aid. We have a staff, a whole team of of lawyers and, and advocates who are here to help. Yeah. So uh, thank you too for the time. Uh, all the links will be in the description and uh, for the audience uh, please understand that you know record sealing is there to help you get a fresh start uh, so you could move on and uh, make sure to heed the advice of these two attorneys and uh, if you think you're eligible pop on the website and drop us a visit thank, thank you, you for listening to law and caution protection through legal education links to helpful resources can be found in the description have a great day